You're listening to The Nancy Gaines Show. The goal of this podcast is to help business owners be successful and gain the advantage. Nancy has helped some of today's top Fortune 500 companies across a wide spectrum of industries work through their toughest challenges. She can help you too. So if you can't find the solutions you need, there are no more books to read or workshops to attend. The Nancy Gaines Show can be the difference between your success and failure. And now your host, Nancy Gaines. Hi, this is Nancy Gaines, and welcome to the Nancy Gaines Show, where we provide actionable ideas for entrepreneurs to grow their business and be even more productive. The focus of today's podcast is all about launching and scaling your business in 30 days or less. And I'm super excited to have a very special guest with me, Rick Steele. Let me tell you all about him. He is the founder and CMO of Select Blinds, LLC. That's an online e-tailer of independently branded window fashions. He manages almost 100 people and serves millions of customers. He's the author of 30 Days to Launch, and he helps people launch their ideas in 30 days or less. He donates time and financial resources to numerous organizations, including Animal Rescue, Children's Hospital, and the Michael J. Fox Foundation for Parkinson's Research. In his free time, he likes to train with Navy SEALs, run ultra marathons, and for those of you who don't know what that is, it's 50 or more miles, and he competes in events such as Ironman and Spartan World Championships. Welcome, Rick. Thanks for sharing part of your day. What else do you want to add to that introduction? You hit it all. And Nancy, I'm so, so excited we could finally, uh, finally <laughs> find some time to get together. You na- you've, you've nailed everything I've ever done in my life. Perfect. Awesome. And ultra marathon is 50 and higher, right? Well, it's 50 kilometers. So it's technically like 30 miles or longer. But, you know, 50 miles after like the 30 mile mark, you could just do it all day. <laughs> you just get in the groove, right? Yes. Very cool. We're, we are super excited to have you here as well. So I wanted to ask you first about the window covering business. How did you even choose that? And how were you able to stay in the business for over 15 years? Because there's a lot of competition. Sure. We, you know, we were in mortgage at the turn of the century. You know, I, I transformed an online Beanie Baby business, selling Beanie Babies on eBay to an online mortgage company. Uh, that's an interesting story. But in mortgage in, in, you know, 2003, there was some uncertainty starting to happen. You know, we were generating billions of loan applications, billions of dollars of loan applications every month. Uh, business was really going really well. But I had this like feeling in my gut that it couldn't last. I didn't really know why. I didn't know anything about Wall Street or mortgage-backed securities or anything like that. I just knew that, you know, it was, it felt like funny money. Uh, everybody could get a loan. You know, people didn't have to have their income verified, all this weird stuff. So, you know, blinds was just this thing that happened organically for me. I just had a, a, a baby she wasn't sleeping through the night, the morning, the early hours. So we wanted to buy blinds and we had somebody come out. The quote was astronomical. I just knew there had to be a better way. Went online, which is, was my world at the time to buy blinds. There was really no good source to buy window fashions online. So we just decided that this was a great opportunity for us to do something we hadn't been doing. 
uh, create some equity in a space that was really different than what we were doing. Uh, E-commerce, completely different than taking loan applications. Um, having this gut feeling, knowing that this loan thing could end, and it did a couple years later with the financial crisis. Uh, so we were able to kind of tee this new business up, started that in, I believe it was March of 2003, and then 30 days later we launched it uh, to the world with just a few products. That is so cool. So I have to ask you, with the Obamacare rules a couple years back, there was a milestone when you hired a 50th employee, right? Then you had to have insurance and taxes and benefits and stuff. How did you feel when you hired that 50th person going from 49 to 50? Yeah, you know, it was actually a big moment for us because we had already been uh, providing insurance, matching 401k, all those benefits for our employees anyway. So it was a, um, you know, we looked at it as a positive because it was going to kind of level the playing field for everybody else that hadn't been doing that. So uh, for us, you know, it wasn't a massive change for us. We were already doing it, and it was something we still continue to do today. That's really cool. Yeah, that's always, even hiring the first employee, I've worked with a lot of business owners, and just hiring not just a contractor part-time, but a real person is, it's a celebration and a scary thing, probably like when you had your baby, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, very much so. The, the first kid is easy. The second kid is easier. And then, you know, they say after three kids, it's, you know, um, you could just have 10 or 12. And it's, it's very true. Like, the jump from one to two is not 100%. It's like 200%. 200%. But then after that, it's, it's pretty aggregate and linear. That's cool. So one of your expertises, of, among tons of them, are marketing and scaling a company. So obviously, you scale this because you've got so many employees and you're serving lots and lots of customers. Can you give us some tricks on how to scale a company so it doesn't consume us as a business owner? Oh, that is, you know, this is something I get to talk about a lot. And I basically say, fire yourself, just fire yourself. And I don't mean from the business, but I mean from the day to day and everything that you believe that you're good at in the business. Like I was this business owner, even up until six or seven years ago, that thought I still have to be involved in doing the payroll and I got to respond to all the better business bureau um, complaints. And I got to do like all these things that, you know, um, and there's hundreds of them. But what I realized was that you can really grow your business big when you step back and allow your capable team to do their job. You know, we, we as entrepreneurs sometimes believe we're the best at doing everything. And when you step back and let somebody else take that over, you realize a lot of times you're the worst at doing those things. And that is the, for me, it's like the only way you can scale is if you can fire yourself from those tasks in the business, you know, be a visionary, be somebody that's providing really great strategic advice for your teams, but let them drive the business. Love that. that and that's a big challenge that I deal with with some of my clients is, and I ask them this question. I say, what's more important to you, growth or control? Growth or control, which is pretty much firing yourself because if you're going to stay in control of everything, you're only going to grow so far because you're the bottleneck. What do you think of that? Yeah, 100%. You know, so we've, uh, I would say luckily, and I don't, I, this must have been luck, right? But I adopted this, you know, pretty early on and then got back into the, you know, minutia of trying to micromanage everything. And I can look at like our Google Analytics numbers and say, this was the old Rick when Rick started diving in and wanted to be involved in all parts of the businesses and, you know, pretty decent growth, but not hyper growth. And then when Rick decided it was okay, to take 10 hours a week and go do what he wanted to do and not spend 60 hours a week at the office. 
and, you know, spend more time with family and be a little bit more, you know, self-quantified individual amongst all areas of his life, the business grows. And really what that did, it just took me out of the business and allowed my great team. We have, like you said, almost a hundred people to dive in and be heroes at what they do every day. That is so cool. Well, congratulations. That's a huge milestone. That's really Thanks. cool. Before I move on to a different topic, I personally want to know, how do we really measure for blinds? Do we, I just take the old one and figure out how long it is and get a new one, but is it inside the window? Is it over the window? Give us a yeah. tip on that. Yeah. So if you are going to be measuring, you know, the best way is to measure the opening of the window. It's a, you know, we, we, we try to provide a lot of great tips and tutorials and videos and we do, we have those online, but a lot of people do exactly what you said, measure the old blind. Uh, we've got some stop gaps in place that lets people know before they place the order that we're going to take deductions because our assumption is, is you're measuring the ends. So if it's in, there's two different types of mounts. I don't want to like really get too technical on this because I'm sure this is all what your, all of your listeners wanted to hear about today, which was how to measure blinds. <laughs> uh, but I could talk about this all day. If you have an inside mount, if you're mounting your blind on the inside of the window, you know, we're going to take those dimensions of the window opening and we're going to deduct like a half of an inch. So the blind fits nice and snug in there. There's not too much light gap, but there's, uh, it, it fills out enough to where it uh, fits in their custom. Uh, vice versa, if you're doing outside mount, it kind of really doesn't matter if you measure the blinds, uh, if you measure the blinds themselves, you know, if, you, if you're looking for that exact same fit, the blinds will fit exactly how the old ones did. Um, but we just try to keep people consistent and tell them, you know, measure the inside uh, of your window. Tell us if it's going to be inside or outside mount and the blinds are going to show up. And all you're going to have to do is, I mean, it's truly as easy as hanging a picture on your wall. You snap a couple of brackets in and then push the blinds in and they're good to go. Awesome. Yeah, I've got rental property, so I have some on the inside and some on the outside. So thank you for clarifying that personally. <laughs> Hey, tell us about your training. You've done some pretty cool stuff between the ultra marathons, Navy SEALs. Have you ever read this book by Jesse Itzler? Well, uh, yes. Uh, which one? You're talking living with, uh, living with the SEAL, living with the monks? Yes. Yes. I saw him speak and I got a free copy of his book. And first of all, he's hilarious. But that book, I could not even put down on vacation. I read it cover to cover because it was so funny. But yeah, have you met him and is he? have you trained with him? Well, so... Uh, you know, I never name drop, but Jesse's a good friend. Uh, we go, I go on two trips here with Jesse where we go out and, you know, so th this, this goes right into training. So uh, a couple months ago, we went to Maine and, you know, Jesse basically just scoops all of his friends up, not all of his friends, scoops like eight of us up and puts us on a plane. We sometimes know where we're going. Most times we know what we're getting ourselves into and we show up and this most recent adventure with, in Maine was we went cross country skiing, fat tire mountain biking and we ended up sleeping in the snow so you know imagine this contrast of going from you know kind of a, a beautiful private jet to you're sleeping in a sleeping bag in the snow and we were literally sleeping in the snow um, these kind of adventures to, to wake ourselves up a little bit get a little uncomfortable do some stuff we would absolutely never do in real life and you know the wives are doing their um you know their girls trip they're like somewhere uh, in the Bahamas and we're like saying, let's go to Maine, a place where like if we die out there, they won't find us, but we're going <laughs> to we're going to find a way back. <laughs> so Jesse's uh, Jesse's an amazing friend. And, you know, you nailed it. He's uh, he's a really good guy. His heart's in the right place. And I learned a lot from him personally in just getting myself uncomfortable and being prepared that 
when you start to feel comfortable in life, that's where you got to switch things up a little bit. Yeah, it was a great book. I felt like I knew him, like he was a, a friend, the way he writes. And by the way, yeah. I'll just put it out. I'll just put it out there. If he, if you can convince him to get on this podcast, that would be so cool. And even his Nancy, wife. I'm getting him on your show. I'm getting him on your show. When we're done, I'm gonna send him a text. I'm getting him on your show. All it's right. Safe. And his his it's wife who invented the Spanx would be cool too. But we'll start with just awesome. That's great. <laughs> so, uh, what is your favorite race that you completed? So I've done now, uh, we just, I just recently did uh, my seventh Ironman in Oceanside, California last weekend. You know, my, my favorite race would, uh, would be uh, a self-supported race I did last year with some friends in the Grand Canyon. We did the Grand Canyon Rim to Rim to Rim. And it's basically, you start real early in the morning, 4 a.m. You start on the South Rim of the Grand Canyon, and then you go down, uh, cross over the river, go back up the north side and then come back the same day. It's 50 miles and I think it's 52 miles and about 15 or 20,000, if I remember correctly, 15 or 20,000 uh, feet of elevation gain. So I did this with some friends. It's, a, it's an extreme challenge. It's, you know, there's these signs everywhere in the course that tell you don't even attempt half of this in one day. So we just decided to do the whole thing in one day. Um, it's, it's something that, you know, the endurance world has kind of picked up over the last few years. And when you're out there in the Grand Canyon at night by yourself with your friends, it is the most creepy, majestic place you could be on this planet because it's so quiet and the wildlife comes out and uh, it was just a great experience. Oh, that's so cool. I had the opportunity to go with my husband on a REI camping trip at Hoover's Zappi Falls. I know I'm not saying that right. Whatever. It was in the Grand Canyon. It was so nice because the stream was was uh, flowing all through the night and there was huge waterfalls. But you're right. It's totally majestic. Very cool. Have you made it to the Hawaii Ironman? So the goal is, you know, to, to go there, you got to qualify. So my goal right. is over the next two years, uh, next year really will be the year I'm really trying to dial it up and put up a good enough time in my age group to qualify. So you know, the goal last year when I started training for Ironman was that it was to, you know, I'd been get a sprinter. My life. Yeah, to get to Kona. Like, because it, it, triathlon takes a toll on your body. It's not something I believe you want to do for like 20 years. I mean, some people do and, and they have good success with it. But for me, I like switching things up a little bit. The goal was to get to the, the highest level of that sport as I could can, which is getting to Kona. And then when I've done that and qualified, you know, I'll probably pick something else. But the goal as you know, we're on plan right now is to, to go to Kona next year. That is cool. My husband and I volunteered a couple years back. We went there specifically to volunteer for the race and it was so oh, wow. inspiring. Yeah. Just to hear that guy saying, you know, Rick Steele, you are an <laughs> Iron Man. <laughs> yeah. Mike Riley, Mike, right. So Mike Riley is, is a, um, you know, in triathlon, especially in Ironman, he is a beacon of the sport. And, you know, you, whenever you even get to shake this guy's hand, I mean, this guy has been there since basically day one, you know, making these announcements at the finish line. It is very, uh, hearing your name called is great. But one of the coolest things about Ironman is when you're done with your race or when you're volunteering, it's just being able to see people on the course and they're giving it all they got to get through this and testing every single, you know, bit of grit that they've, uh, summoned in their life. It is such an amazing, you know, thing to see the 85 year old uh, man, uh, you know, competing against the, you know, well-trained 26 year old female triathlete. And we're all in the same course running the same race. So it's a, it's a really special time. 
Yeah, it's phenomenal. We were doing the run. We were supporting the run with water, ice, snacks, all that stuff. So we saw people after they've already, already completed the first two. So very cool. Well, when, I'm not saying if, when you qualify, um, shoot me an email because see if we can get out there and support it again. It'd be nice to actually know somebody in the race versus just cheering on strangers. Oh, that would be great, Nancy. Yeah. That'd be really fun. So tell us about this book. Can we really launch a business in just 30 days? You can. So, so I wrote 30 days to launch because like for good examples, like my cousin, I would get questions, you know, and they, you know, they seem so simple um, to me, but I know that they're hard for somebody that's never started a business, you know, questions even like, Hey, do I do an LLC or an escort? And I'm just like, you know, I, you can go to Google and look for this stuff, but what I really wanted to do was put on paper in a book in really journal format. So the chapters are quick. I've got some questions at the end of each chapter, challenge some people with some questions, and then we get them on to the next day. But it's just to give them a blueprint and some some coaching and going through like the first 30 days. You know, what you end up getting after 30 days is you will have a business. Now, it's not going to be a business that's scalable. It's not going to be a business that's probably profitable or um, even look sexy at all, but what it will be is you have a business because you kind of got in the trenches for 30 days, you know, did some things every day, check some, check some boxes and you have a business. Now from there, you know, you're in business, right? We all know that the best business plan, um, in the world is the one, you know, there's, there, to me, there's no such thing as a business plan. There's a business guess. That's what you have, right? So, but if you have passion, you can just find a way to make it work. Very cool. And where can people find that? Amazon, you know, we've got the hardcover, the soft cover. It's on Kindle. We had uh, Derek Perkins, which is, he's famous for narrating uh, Sapiens and Homo Deus, uh, very popular books now. Uh, so he narrated the, the Audible book on Amazon as well. So all four formats available there. Are you ready for the signature question, Rick? Let's do it. I've, right. I've never been more ready. All right. I love giving people back time. That's what I do in my business coaching. If you had one more hour in your day, Rick, 25 hours every day, how would you spend that extra hour? I would spend it with my, my family. You know, right now, my, my time is, you know, geared so much towards Ironman. It's 20 hours a week. Uh, I'm doing what I need to do there. And I always, you know, I have these things printed off in my truck. And in my truck, every, uh, actually, I've got them in all my cars trucks. They're in my bathroom. They're on my desk at my office. I ask myself six questions. And the final question is, is can you be home with family? But the questions lead up to that. The questions are, am I present? Am I building, uh, you know, from scarcity to abundance, these kind of questions. But the last question is always the most important is, can I be home with family right now? So I'm always asking myself, am I doing something that's so important towards my goals right now? And if the answer is no, like, Go be home with family. So that's what I would do. Oh, that's awesome. I love that. Very cool. For people who would like to work more closely with you, whether it's the blinds, whether it's just questions, whether they want to just go out and run a race with you, how can they connect with you? Sure. The, you know, so the best way at this point, um, I'm dropping some pretty good content, I believe, on Instagram. My handle there is Rick Steele Official. So Steele with an E on the end, Rick Steele Official. You know, I've got the Facebook page and, you know, there's the Wikipedia page and all that stuff. But the best way to kind of connect with me and I try to, you know, answer all my questions on there is on the Instagram. And that's the same Rick Steele official? Is that yeah, Rick Instagram Steele too? official. Yes. Got it. Very cool. Is there anything else you'd like to add that I didn't think to ask you? 
You know, I would just say, you know, entrepreneurs these days, uh, we live in the greatest time to start a business, grow a business, scale a business. So many people talk about like all the good ideas have been taken and it could be further from the truth. So many things are, are, are allowing us to disrupt, um, just disrupt how business is done and how we can create convenience in consumers' lives today. You could truly just go around and for a few weeks, think about the things that are inconvenient in your life. And that's probably a, a good business idea because if they're inconvenient in your life and they're causing you some, uh, you know, uh, some time inconvenience or whatever it may be, there's a really good chance that it's also causing uh, that kind of time inconvenience or whatever it may be for millions of people. So it's just a great time to start a business. We live like one of the greatest eras ever. So just go make stuff happen. What a great way to wrap up the show. And that's what entrepreneurs do, right? We find a problem and we find a solution for it. We it's find a way. Cool. That's what we do. Yeah. Yeah. Rick, thanks so much for taking time to be on the show. This was really fun. I feel like now I know you personally versus just a guest on the show. Lots of fun stuff. And we're going to Hawaii together, right? Oh, we are. I'll, I'll, matter of fact, you go and I'm buying the airfare. So we're all in on this one. Let's do it. All right. Very cool. Listeners, I just rolled out a new program for business owners looking to systemize their companies in 30 days or less. If you're feeling overwhelmed and overworked in your business, this program may be for you. We work side by side to actually get the systems created so you leave with completed work. Just go to nancygains.com to learn more or drop me an email, nancy at nancygains.com. And if you love this show, which I'm sure you did because Rick's amazing, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. It helps other people find us. And until next time, go out and gain the advantage. You've been listening to The Nancy Gaines Show, where you can gain the advantage. To schedule a VIP strategy day or speed consulting session with Nancy, connect with her on her website, nancygaines.com. That's nancy, G-A-I-N-E-S, dot com. On Twitter, Nancy L. Gaines. And on LinkedIn, Nancy Gaines. Be sure to check back on Nancy's website for new episodes. Until next time, you've been listening to The Nancy Gaines Show. Go out and gain the advantage.